And now, and now it's, it's time, time for bonus, bonus booked. booked. You're listening to the Always Be Booked Caribbean Cruise and Orlando Vacation Cruise Cast with your host, Tommy Casabona. All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruisecast show, coming to you not quite live from Orlando, Florida. I want to thank you guys so much for taking the time to find, download, and listen to the show as we cover anything and everything relating to cruising. I bet you were not expecting to hear from me this soon. The reason we're doing that is because... I'm trying to figure out a way where I can add a show a week and give you guys two of them. I mean, what's the big deal, right? You can always ignore it if you get sick of me, whatever. But what I'm trying to do is, I guess, be able to bring you guys more content. And what I was thinking was do one show that's kind of free form and uh, do one show a week that is going to be either a port profile or a cruise ship profile. I think we can stay plenty busy and i think we could have content for years based on those two things there's always going to be new ships there's already hundreds of ships out there and hundreds maybe i don't know i didn't count uh, but there's plenty of cruise ships out there there's tons of ports all over the world we could even go through the first year or so of this with me just covering the ones i've been to and my favorite ones so in that regard We spoke a few uh, weeks ago when I told you when I did the St. Thomas Port Profile. I want you guys to be able to use this as entertainment, but I also want you guys to be able to use this as a reference so that at any time, if you're going to hit up one of these ports that you haven't been to yet, you could scroll back in the show history and you could say, oh, Tommy was actually, uh, uh, he he covered a St. Thomas Port Profile or wherever it is. So today, well, let's just at the top of the show, as we always do those annoying reminders, please, iTunes rate and review the show instagram follow me on it that's it we're not going to spend a whole lot of time just do me a favor follow me on instagram subscribe rate and review us on itunes and that would be very 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 appreciated the port that i want to do today the port that i want to cover is absolutely one of my favorite ports for several reasons and that is the port of san juan in puerto rico it's actually the first cruise port that I've ever been to. The first cruise port I ever sailed into was San Juan in my first cruise on the Carnival Miracle. If you're cruising from the north, uh, whether it's Boston, whether it's uh, Virginia or uh, uh, Baltimore, New York City, Cape Liberty, New Jersey, and you're doing an Eastern Caribbean run, which is pretty much, I would say, one of the more common, if not the most common, your first stop is going to be in San Juan. When you sail out of New York or sail out of the Northeast, what you're doing is you're basically on a two and a half day journey. You haven't seen land. And as much fun as these cruise ships are, and trust me, I'm not complaining at all. A lot of people don't like sea days. I love a good sea day. That's one of the, you know, you really enjoy, you can get after it with some drinks on those sea days and um, create a lot of fun for yourself depending upon the ship. But when you get to San Juan, of course, everybody is thirsty to get to land and everybody wants to see land because it's just been a while. You've been you've been at sea. And when you sail into San Juan, into that canal, I should know the name of the canal. It's like a, a lagoon and you're passing uh, El Maro and you're passing the cityscape and you're passing just the other islands that are surrounding San Juan and just the inlet, the harbor. It is a really, really picturesque, beautiful sight. What I wanted to do was uh, talk about San Juan, talk about some of the most popular things you could do, uh, whether it's you know literally in old San Juan or if you're going to be adventurous and venture out a little bit and find some of the – and explore a little bit. There's tons of stuff to do on the island of Puerto Rico. It is a beautiful, truly beautiful place when you're talking about scenery, you're talking about history, you're talking about culinary, drinks, everything. What I'm going to tell you is this – I like – San Juan is absolutely probably one of my top three all-time ports. And I'm going to say this, which is unique for someone who loves cruises. I'll tell you that I'm not the biggest fan of the beach and uh, which, you know, if you like the tropics and you like cruises, it doesn't really seem to coincide. But, I mean, aside for the fact that, you know, I have the uh, complexion of the underbelly of a frog, it's not even just that. It's just that I like being in the sun. I, I – 
what I mostly don't like about the beach is I just get bored. I just get bored. I get sweaty. I get hot and I get sandy and uh, yeah, you can go in the water, but then when you go come out of the water, you the sand sticks to you that much more. I don't despise the beach. I don't hate the beach, but you know those people who just, I just got to get to the beach. There's some people who are just beach addicts that want to get there. They want to get that book open. They want to open that beer or they want to, you know, break into that thermos of iced tea or grab that iced coffee and just do nothing but shut down on the beach in, in the hot sun. That's not me so much. I love the beach at night. I love the beach when it's starting to get a little cooler and, uh, you know, you're watching the sunset. The sky is starting to change color, uh, you know, or, or I like a beachside dining situation, you know, a bar or something like that. But laying on the beach, melting in the hot sun, you know, when I'm basically a shade above albino to begin with is a little – no offense to albinos. I, I'm lost nowadays with the political correct stuff. I, I do – I sincerely apologize. If you know that's not any longer uh, funny to say, but I'm just legitimately losing track as the years go. I don't know what you are allowed to say, what you aren't. But um, digressing, San Juan, beautiful port. I want to go over some of the things, uh, whether it's just tourist attractions, whether it's beaches, whether it's whatever, uh, as well as some of the food and stuff that can optimize your uh, trip to San Juan. So, like I said, you're on the ship. If you're hitting the Eastern Caribbean, you're definitely going to San Juan first from New York. So you roll in, ship docks, and immediately as soon as you get off the ship, let's just say you've never been there. You don't have to sign up for anything. You don't have to even look at a shore excursion. You don't have to go on. You you don't even have to research it, to be honest with you, is what I'm trying to tell you. But there's tons of stuff to do. Get off the cruise ship. And there is an area, it's almost like a, uh, it's like a little bit of a downtown district that has stuff right off the ship for your convenience. They have a hotel that has a casino. I think it's the Sheridan. Yes, the Sheridan. They have a Senior Frogs. They have uh, a few other Senior Frog type places. Now, first of all, let me tell you this. I could see the eyes roll. Oh, Senior Frogs. Uh, I got a pile. I got a. I got a strong opinion on that. Anybody who makes fun of the Margaritavilles, the Senior Frogs, the uh, whatever you know, the t- Tasty Turtle, whatever the hell these theme restaurants are. Rule number one: If you're a cruiser and you go on cruise ships, you're not allowed to make fun of uh, the lack of cultural experience that is a Senior Frogs. Okay, you guys are cruisers. We're all cruisers. Let's not act like we're uh, mountain climbing in the Himalayas. Let's not act like we're on the back of a camel climbing up the side of the Sphinx. You know what I mean? We're, we're on a boat. You know, we're on a cruise ship, and we're here to relax. And you know what? We're not, uh, by, by nature, as a cruiser, we are basically saying and telling you that we are not obsessed with an over-the-top cultural experience. We're, we're in this to have some, we're having a good time. We're in this to go to the tropics. We're in, we're in this to enjoy ourselves for a few days. And yeah, you know what? In a place like San Juan, there is a little bit of culture. In a place like Cozumel, you can get some culture. And forget about it if you go overseas to the Mediterranean, Alaska, stuff like that. There's plenty of culture around. But you're on a cruise ship, to be honest with you. Let's not judge. You know, your cruise is your cruise. However you want to cruise, you cruise. So if you want to get your ass off the boat in San Juan and park it on a bar stool in uh, Senior Frogs and watch a bunch of spring break limbo competitions, God bless you. Do it. Okay? You ain't going to get no judgment from me. So that's, that's that. The CVS there is a, is, a, is a riot. It's out of control. I've never seen a more populated, more busy, more chaotic CVS. And I got to say, they do a good job with the line. They got liquor there. They have uh, anything you want. Obviously, a uh, it's, it's a CVS, so they have everything, but they, it's a huge CVS, and by the crowd that's in there at any time that I've been in there, they need every single square foot of it. Uh, they do a great job, though, with the line. There's like seven people, eight, nine, ten people working at one time, and you know you see the line, and it's like, oof, geez, I want to be here for a while. I may even miss the ship, but no, it flies. You know, they, they take, They're used to churning and burning over there, so that is... Uh, I'm interested to find out if there is a busier CVS in the world than that CVS that is in uh, that that is in the port of San Juan. 
So let's just say, like usually, and the other thing about the San Juan arrival and departure time, San Juan is typically where most of the islands and most of the ports, you get there really, really early, and you're out of there between 3 and 5 p.m. San Juan is an exception because you arrive late if you're traveling from uh, the northeast. Again, I'm not sure what it is if you're sailing out of South Florida or from somewhere else. It could be a little bit different. It might be the more traditional get there early and get out of there early. But every time I've been to San Juan, we've gotten in there around 4 or 5 p.m. And we leave uh, somewhere between 10 or 11 p.m. And I really, really enjoy that too because it gives you a good feeling of being in a metropolis. We talked about the last cruise cast about how I wish sometimes they would let you have that overnight. Maybe you can kind of get into the mix of the town a little bit and and be overnight on the ship you know i bet a reason why they don't do that is because if you do do an all-nighter i bet a lot of people probably would never make it back on the ship i mean if you can run around at san juan puerto rico at three in the morning there's probably some trouble that you can get into that would cause you to uh possibly miss the ship having said that the fact that you can hang out in San Juan until 11 o'clock is kind of cool as well. Uh, you can get a little taste of the nightlife. The sun's going down. Obviously, the whole energy and the vibe of any bustling city or bustling metropolis starts to get a little bit more energetic when the lights go down, uh, the drinks are flowing, and it, it feels good. You feel like you're getting a little bit of a, you know, you want to talk culture? Culture? That's a cultural experience. Puerto Rico, when the sun goes down and the rum starts flowing, and I really, really enjoy that. But let's just go through when you get there. So when you get there, if you're going to get there around 3 or 4 o'clock, Really, all you really have to do is get off the ship. You want to check out some of the places that are right on the cruise ship terminal. There's plenty of things to do, things to see, and you can kind of stroll around there. But I couldn't even give you exact directions, but I could also tell you that I've never missed it. The first three times I've gone there, it was pretty much the same routine. I've gotten a lot of recommendations. I've spoken to people at length who've uh, spent uh, a lot of time in San Juan, not just on cruises overnight as well. In addition to that, I've done a lot of research on my own about the city. So coming at you with a pretty, pretty good feel of uh, you know the port of San Juan. So starting with getting off the ship. What you're going to do is walk a little inland after, you know, if you walked by the, you know, the, the terminal and where all those uh, restaurants, those those chain restaurants are and stuff. I can't even tell you the directions, but you're basically going to walk uphill, uh, continue to walk into the town a little bit, uh, just opposite way of the cruise ship. And you're going to notice that the elevation is going to increase a little bit. So you're going to be walking uphill a little bit. And if you walk far enough, you're going to come across a fort or a castle, whatever you want to call it, called uh, Castillo San Cristobal. And it's really, really cool. You go in there. It's free to walk around. You can pay and get an actual tour and have access to some, I guess, inside stuff or maybe get a little bit of a more uh, educated, guided tour of the castle. But I don't think you need to do it. You go up the hill. You got to do some walking. Now, if you're not in good shape, well, you don't have to be in – I mean I'm not in great shape. But I'm saying if you, if you have uh, – just caution. Caution if you have any leg problems or if you're elderly, if you're obesely overweight or if you just can't walk uphill for a, 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 mile, a mile or so or a quarter mile, a half a mile or so, this may not be what you want to do. You may want to get in a cab and try to do something else. We're going to cover a lot of stuff. But – it's amazing. You don't get the feel of what you're walking around in this castle, fort, whatever you want to call it. You just don't get the feel of anything like this in this country. You're, you, you walk up to the walls. It's, it's nicknamed the Walled City, and that's because it was just so fortified all around it that uh, you know it, it just had just this feeling of it was always under attack. And when you go up there, you see the cannons, you see the cannonballs, and you can really see the, the cutouts to where you know whoever was fighting would look out and just make sure that nobody was coming to attack from any side of the island. And you could just kind of be there and you sit there in, I guess, what you would call a battle station, and you're behind the rock wall, but you have a uh, protectorate uh, rock wall, but you can also peer out. There's areas where you can look out, and you just, for a second, you can kind of feel it. You can kind of feel like, man, there were people standing exactly where I'm standing, uh, just 
you know, basically just trying to resist attacks from from all angles. And, uh, you know, you had cannonballs. You could see the cannons from where they shoot. And it's just uh, a really, really cool but a really sobering feeling of we're very lucky. Most of us do not have to live our lives like that. But it is a little chilling when you're up there. They also have an actual dungeon with, uh, would you call them prison cells or whatever, just caves and like cells where you know you walk in, and that's eerie too. You walk in, it's very, very dark, and you could actually go into the dungeon, and you can enter into the cells, and man, that's another scary feeling. Imagine, uh, imagining just going in there and having those doors just lock behind you and you are just in a faraway place you know in a very very bad situation so you kind of get the feel of all that stuff when you're walking around crystal ball so after you do that you're doing a lot of walking so you're probably going to be hungry there are tons and tons of restaurants that you will just walk past as you go and i've eaten at a lot of them a different one every single time and i could tell you you know not that i'm a Puerto Rican food expert, but I can at none of them did I say that I had a bad meal. It was delicious every single time. Some were better than others, obviously, but always good, always good. So maybe you want to grab something to eat, maybe grab a cocktail, whatever you want to do. And then what I would say is continue in the direction, continue past that particular fort and go until you hit what is uh, the other coast, basically, the last road before you see the water. You'll see a guy who's selling uh, piragua, very refreshing. He's on the street. There's all sorts of street vendors and stuff like that that you'll come across. But continue to walk in the opposite direction of the cruise ship until you hit water on the other side. Once you do that, you make a left. Now, this is a little bit of another walk, but it's worth it. So you walk and you walk and you walk. To the right, you'll be able to look down. You'll see that you're on uh, a hill. You're, you're elevated. You'll look to the right and you'll look down at a neighborhood that looks like uh, in a million years you would not want to be caught there when the sun goes down. And uh, it it basically looks – makes Harlem look like Disneyland. It it looks rough down there. And to reinforce that, I was watching something. It was a documentary on a a joint task force between U.S. – federal agents and puerto rican uh, law enforcement that were doing drug busts and you know that was sure enough a very notorious area having said that you're elevated above that you don't go near for whatever reason and i'm not trying to scare you from this because it's perfectly safe if you look to the right you look down down a mountain you see what i just described but if you look to the left you see the most beautiful biggest one of the biggest lawns you'll ever see and you'll see just people flying kites you'll see children playing you'll see men just kicking a soccer ball around you'll see wedding pictures going on like after the wedding they'll shoot over to that and what it is is a huge grass um i guess a grass field that leads you to el maro and it's also another fort another castle this is the fort that you see when you're sailing in it's the basically the fort that welcomes you into the port of San Juan, and it's breathtaking as you walk in. If you type in any picture, uh, type in I'm sorry. If you type in Old San Juan in any search engine and go right to images, that's what you're going to see. You're going to see what looks like a view from a cruise ship, and you're going to see a couple of towers and what will be uh, the fort, the fort of El Maro, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful fort as well. I think uh, the Crystal Ball has a few more things that you can kind of, you know, I shouldn't say that because i've never done the tour i've never done the tour at uh el El maro because you know after you get through cristobal after you sit down and eat by the time you get to el maro the actual uh i guess the the part where it's guided or the part where you could actually kind of explore the inside of it is closed because the sun's about to go down having said that I don't give a crap. Maybe I'm missing something. I don't know, but I've never felt like I have because you walk across that field, you see people playing. There's an, actually an old cemetery um, that's down, that's a little bit uh, below where you're walking to the right, and it's just, I mean, man, it is just old, old, old. And you continue to walk, continue to walk, and now you're at the fort. And there's just tons of stuff you can climb, explore. You got to be careful. There's parts where it's a little bit dangerous. 
Uh, it's, it's hard to describe. Do your research, check out some YouTube clips, and then by the time we always get there, it just always happens to be when the sun is going down. And man, you get some amazing pictures of just the towers, the fort with the background of the sun going down and, you know, get some pictures of you and your friends, a lot of silhouette type images, beautiful, beautiful area to be when the sun is going down. And you just notice that, like I mentioned a few, I I mentioned this in the St. Thomas uh, port profile, when you're in the water at some of those picturesque beaches and you're in the water and you you just know you're in a, a body of water that is so clear that everybody who's around you, they're just not speaking, they're kind of floating in like a like a blissful way and it's just because they just have not experienced or at least you don't experience it too often uh just being in water that clean it's the same thing at el maro because the sun's going down the sky is 18 different shades of red orange or yellow and you're in this you're at this blue the the most green grass you could see and this 16th century fort that is just built to withstand bombs built to withstand attacks from other nations and you just feel it and it's crowded there's a lot of people around and it's the same thing everybody's kind of just floating around in this feeling of just you know make no mistake you're on vacation right now you're comfortable you're feeling good you're relaxed but you're just not talking and you're just kind of floating around oh what's over here what's behind this wall what's behind can you imagine can you put yourself in the position of the soldier that was standing right here that had to you know whatever resist any attack that was headed his way it's just really really you you breathe slow you're relaxed you're you're just kind of hey you know you're kind of just floating along in a different state that you otherwise were before you certainly certainly know you're far far from away uh away from any city uh in america or any any major metropolis in america that you might be used to in your day-to-day so when you're done with that what you want to do is walk back towards where the area where the ship is because it kind of comes to a point. Walk down to where you know where the coastline is, the shoreline is, to where you sailed into. And then it's basically dark by now and then you just walk. You can walk a couple of different ways. Just walk back and head back to where you know the cruise ship terminal is. And then by that time, you'll walk back. It's around 8.30, 9 o'clock. You probably still have – you got your choice now. You can either continue to walk around. You can uh, get back on the ship, which a lot of people do, which I've done at that point. Or you can hit up some of the bars for a nightcap for your last drink in San Juan, whatever you want to do. Um, and what I just described to you, that whole little loop, is what I would say you should do if you've never been to the city. The only thing I would throw in is when you're going from Cristobal to uh, you know to wherever you're gonna eat. There's a lot of shops there. There's a lot of pastel-colored buildings. There's cobblestone streets. There's uh, monuments. Uh, take it all in. Walk around and check it all out. And you can kill six, seven hours in San Juan just strolling around, getting something to eat, checking out the forts, and that's it. So, if, if I would recommend that, if you have never been. To San Juan, don't even look at an excursion book. Don't even, you know, don't even do anything other than what I just told you to do. That's that's just my opinion. Obviously, you know, you do what you want, but I wouldn't do any of the other crazy stuff before I did that because uh, for your first time getting there, that is a very very fulfilling experience. It's really really enjoyable, and uh, you'll get back on the ship really being glad you've done it. And it's really cool because a lot of times, you know. Uh, after San Juan, a lot of times St. Thomas is next because they're so close to each other, and they'll give you like a uh, Latin-themed um, sail-away party. It's really, really cool. They'll have the Latin band out there, and they'll do like a Latin food buffet. They'll play a lot of salsa. They'll play a lot of pop, you know, Latin pop music, whether it's Shakira, whether it's uh, Mark Anthony or uh, Enrique Iglesias. Just a fun, fun vibe, and that, that, those are really my favorite times of the cruises. When you're leaving San Juan, and or you're in San Juan, you experience San Juan, you leave San Juan, and you know you're going to St. Thomas the next day, sailing away. That those are usually my two two favorite favorite moments of the entire cruise. Those two, obviously, when I'm doing Eastern Caribbean. All right, but let's talk about some of the other stuff, some of the other options that you do have. If you if you've done that, if you've been there, done that, and you're going back to San Juan, or what I just described to you doesn't sound uh, enticing at all. Some of the other things you could do. 
There's a place called Enuke Rainforest, and it is a, a beautiful, picturesque place where it's a it's a it's almost like a national park. It's actually I don't know what it was called. I don't know if it's called a national park actually, but I do know it is protected. The only tropical rainforest that's protected by the U.S. conservatory. So Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory. So we did annex that land and you know basically assign for it to be reserved and to not be disturbed and thank god because i mean when you talk about the trails the rolling rivers the waterfalls that you'll encounter when you're walking around this place is there's mist everywhere you really really do feel that you are in a tropical rainforest something that you see on tv there's a actual waterfall there it's 85 feet high it's obviously one of the uh, most photographed places on the island whether it's people lining up for selfies or couples getting together or friends getting together you get the picture of the waterfall in the background and it's just again you don't really see it too often back at home so 85 feet high and the water is just extremely noisy it comes crashing down creates this huge mist and uh it provides for a really really nice backdrop if you're taking pictures and uh if you want to swim around in the uh you know, in in the in the body of water that it's flowing into, you could do that. It's just a really, really beautiful experience. There's a Yokohu Tower. It's a tower that you can climb. You don't have to climb it, but it's there for you to climb if you want to. And if you end up at the top, you are going to see some ridiculously beautiful views. Uh, as far as the eye can see, you can see the mountains. I mean, uh, Puerto Rico is a beautiful island like i said i i really really enjoy those islands that are that have some topography to them you know what i mean like a lot of the virgin islands that's why i prefer them so much over the bahamas i prefer them so much over turks and caicos because there's some texture to the land and you know you can get up the hill you feel like you're going on a little bit of an adventure and uh you know these big green rolling hills are something i look forward to every time i sail into one of those eastern caribbean islands um but yeah if you climb up the tower you could see forever you have hikes there where you can walk around yourself. You could explore, do whatever you want, or you can uh, sign up for one of the uh, tours. You can It's a sure excursion. You can uh, pay, and you can get a guy who knows the land, who can speak to you from an educated standpoint on you know the, the, the various areas of the park and you know the history of the park and stuff like that. So I would recommend that. I mean, it's always good. You know, you're always you're always gonna have questions. You know, sometimes you just you, this stuff you you don't even know you want to know. You know, you could probably be perfectly happy. Just going back to the El Maro thing, I've never taken a tour there. Ignorance is bliss, I guess. So I'm perfectly happy not having taken a tour there. However, if I did, I probably would be like, damn, I wish I took that tour earlier, because I got a lot of good stuff out of that. Same thing with this uh, natural natural park, El Yunque Rainforest. I would definitely definitely recommend checking that out. There's also this thing called, I mean, I don't know about this. This is where it gets a little wacky for me. A natural water slide. You can sit on the top of a rock, and you can throw yourself down the rock. And it's a natural water slide where you're, the waterfall is actually running you down, and you're bouncing off rocks t- side to side. Uh, everybody who I didn't do it, but everybody who does it seems to be doing it with a smile on their face. I would have to dial up my old buddy Jim Beam to be able to uh, get the stones to be able to ride those stones. To be honest with you, it's maybe maybe not, but it does look a little uh, dicey at best. I mean, you're basically th- jumping off this rock, sitting down. And deciding that you are going to put yourself in completely in the hands of Mother Nature as you bounce from rock to rock, crashing into rock to rock, landing on your butt. So it's probably not hurting too much, but I guarantee, guarantee you're going to feel that in the morning. There's no way you're not. But um, it, it's it's it seems seems safe. But I mean, what happens? You you roll the wrong way, your head crashes. It, it's a little little dicey for me. I don't know. Am I being a uh, wimp? I don't know. Probably. Um, what else do you have in San Juan? The Bio Bay uh, is also no. So Bio Bay is also in that rainforest as well. Um, uh, what am I? How do you say it? Am I saying it right? El Yunque. El Yunque. Yeah. The uh, bioluminescent bay is. You take a kayak and it's also a guided tour. The sun has to go down, which is also another uh, reason why it's cool to go to San Juan from the northeast because you do get that extra couple of hours. In the uh, you know when the, when when nightfall hits, and you take a guided tour, 
and you're kayaking through this area where you see the fish that light up. Well, I don't even know if they're fish. Are they fish or are they just some type of aquatic organism that just lights up and you're kayaking in dead of the night in beautiful tropical Puerto Rico and you're on this beautiful body of water and all of a sudden the, the fish just light it up and you're looking at lit up uh, fluorescent bright fish as you're kayaking over them. Um, I've never done that. That's definitely a bucket list thing for me. I said we're going to do that. We're going to do cruise bucket lists one day, all the things that you can do on a cruise vacation that I haven't done. I think that's definitely a worthwhile show. Bio Bay is definitely one of them. But, yeah, you can do that at the uh, Yunquay Rainforest. It's it's about 35, 40 minutes away from the terminal. So I would say if you've been – you've gotten your hooks into San Juan or you're just a huge natural park or rainforest you know, nut, do it. But – you just remember, you are you know getting in a cab, or you are if it's an excursion you're doing, you're going to be sitting in the um, you know in the vehicle for a little while, 35 to 40 minutes. You absolutely want to make sure you give yourself enough time to get back to the port. You don't want to you don't want to screw that up. Some people just don't. Some people don't like to do that. We you know when it comes to cruising, uh, I don't give a crap. I'm I'm pretty adventurous, but some people. Just I know people who just don't don't ever want to not see the ship. They want to have the ship in their view at all times, like Grand Turk style, like where you can't escape the shadow of the ship. Some people want want that security of knowing the ship is there, and not taking not taking their eyes off it. That's pretty funny, I think. But it is uh it, it is the case. Um, I don't care about the drive. You just you know you just get a little nervous because you know. You got to give yourself time. You're a flat tire away from missing your trip. Uh, of course, if you do book it through, that is the one of the advantages of booking through the cruise line. Uh, I'm pretty certain that they you, they will not leave you no matter what. If the uh, engine goes or you blow a tire or there's God forbid there's a minor accident that's going to delay you. If you're on a uh, excursion that's sponsored by the cruise line. I'm pretty sure they will not leave you. So I'm the first guy to tell you explore on your own and forget what they're trying to sell you. But I'm not going to sit here and lie. That is a a serious, serious advantage to uh, booking through the cruise line. What else about the the rainforest that I probably didn't pronounce properly? That's about it. All right. So what you do have also in San Juan is beaches. I wouldn't say the beaches are the first thing you think of when you're thinking of San Juan, Puerto Rico, but they do have uh, some beautiful beaches. And the two that I would recommend that are closest to the port uh, while still being very, very nice are um, one is Isla Verde. It's about 15. It's about a 15 minute cab ride from the cruise terminal. Now, this is a beautiful beach. It's a little bit more rustic. It's a little bit more rocky. It's not the pristine white sand as much. Um, it's a little, you know, the hotels and the area around it. Um, it's not, you know, the most pristine, but it is a beautiful beach. And if you, if you're looking to get away a little bit more, and you're looking to have a little bit more of a remote beach experience where you don't have people on top of you, that's the route to go. I know a lot of locals do go there as well. So if you're looking to just, you know, you're looking to get a little into the city a little bit more, go to Isla Verde. It's a 15-minute cab ride from the cruise terminal, as I said. And then there's another beach. It's called uh, Condado Beach, and this is like not. It's like a nine or ten minute ride from the cruise port, so it's definitely closer, visibly closer on the map. You could see this is where a little bit of the nicer hotels are. It's a little bit more pristine. The beach is a little bit better maintained, I would say. There's a lot more, I guess. What would you say? Uh, it's a little bit more. I would say use the word gentrified, right? I'm not sure, but it's a beautiful beach, but. It is the go-to beach from the cruise ship, and it is the go-to beach for the tourists that are in that area, and uh, you will be dealing with a lot more crowds if you go to uh, Condado Beach. But, I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, these places are gorgeous. You have the crystal clear blue water. Both beaches are pretty, you know, you know, see a lot of the nowadays the beaches are very short these are long beaches you have plenty of room to lay out the water looks beautiful you're, you're very close to civilization as well with both of them too so i would uh recommend both of them but depends what you want if you want more remote remote experience you go to isla verde if you want to be in the mix a little bit more and you want to be closer to the cruise ship you go to uh condado what else do we have here in san juan Comoy river cave park Uh, This is sick. You got to see this. I've never been there. I've heard stories from people who have been there. I've researched it a little bit on YouTube and looked at some some, some pictures. And 
I am absolutely floored by this experience. This might be another bucket list as well. Problem is, it's a freaking hour and 15 minutes away from the cruise terminal. Now, you're really pushing it when, you, when you're talking about that. I would probably do it anyway. Who cares? You know, you just got to, like I said, be smart. Give yourself time. And these views are breathtaking. You got caves. You got caverns. You have canyons. You have drops. You have just a, a very, very textured land. And it's actually spooky. You go into somebody's caves and you could see it's very, very dark. It's stuff like you see on TV, just old cave. Like, like how would you describe a cave? How else can I say it? And uh, you hear crickets, like you hear brrr, brrr, with the pitch black and just the look and the vibe and the feel of the place. Very, very, very spooky, and it looks like a real, real cool experience. I mean, it's you're looking at nature in its most raw and beautiful form. This is all. This is nothing that was built with human hands. This is just pure beauty and pure, just exotic topography, just purely natural. Spooky as hell, like I said. What else can you do in San Juan? You have uh, the Cathedral of uh, San Juan Batista. Old church, uh, I think from the 15th to the 16th century. Beautiful, beautiful church. I mean, it, I, I've walked past it. I've stuck my head in there. Uh, it's just a very, very peaceful, calm, uh, a respectful, just a beautiful, beautiful ambiance in there. It's amazing how old these buildings are and how old these structures are and how they're still standing today and, you know, not having to uh, adhere to the building codes and you know the legalities that and the red tape that have to deal with today but these structures are just as sound as anything and forget about structure talk about just the natural beauty of the architecture really really shows you that you know when you're talented and you and you're smart and you're good at what you do it's timeless you 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 your work stands up and in that regard in this in this cathedral of san juan batista that architecture that beauty that artistic touch really does stand up as well what else you also got to just spend some time walking around the city like i said before the the beautiful cobblestone streets you're walking uphill you're walking downhill one minute you'll be walking by a uh, kenneth cole store you'll turn a corner and you'll see an absolute hole in the wall local dive bar that can fit a total of seven people but 19 people are in there and there's you know you know salsa music going and a real real local experience and a local feel so just explore you know you really can be honest with you not say with a grain of salt and knock on wood you really can't get lost you don't have to worry about it somebody will always direct you but if you're on those cobblestone streets if you see in those multicolored buildings if you're in that area know that you're in pretty good shape you're never more than a 15 to 20 minute walk away from the cruise ship and just enjoy it take in the city feel comfortable if if you really don't have to start even worrying about you know making the ship until i would say an hour or so before you got a board, then yeah, at that point, you're going to want to know your bearings, know where you are, and start at least figuring out your clear path to the ship. You know what I mean? Because you don't want to take any chances. Parque de la Palomas is a place, I don't know, it's a place where a lot of people go. It's like a little bit of a, um, I don't know, like a square, like a town square. Uh, it's got a statue, and for some reason, birds flock to this area like 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 crazy and if you have a little bread or whatever if uh, immersing yourself in birds is something you want to do amazingly enough a lot of people want to do it and there's tons of videos on youtube check it out it's uh parque de las palomas and uh you'll see if you if it's been your dream to have just birds on you around you behind you in front of you under you you can make that dream a reality at uh parque de las palomas what else? Oh, uh, the Bacardi factory. I kind of knocked this a little bit when I went. I really, really think that maybe I was a little bit premature with that. I probably didn't have an open mind. It was my first cruise, my first excursion, first everything. I probably was just really kind of wanting to get to other things. They probably didn't have my full attention. And um, I probably really would have got more out of it and enjoyed it more if I would have just really just took it in. Now that I don't know. Like I said, maybe I was just a little impatient looking to do the next thing and I was probably a little hasty. I would probably enjoy going back to it and and, and, and really, really taking in the information. I did get a bunch of caveats. I remember I took in a bunch of caveats of information. There was this guy with a golden voice. Just to, The way he just poetically described how the first Cuba Libre was invented, You know, it had you kind of hanging on the edge of your seat listening to him 
Uh, you learn that Bacardi was originally founded in Cuba, operated out of Cuba, but when Castro took over, they took over their Castro, you know, that regime was basically taking people's lands, taking people's homes, taking people's businesses. So they were forced out. So they ended up in San Juan, Puerto Rico. You learn some good stuff and then you actually see the, uh, you know, the distillery where they make the rum. And after that, you can uh, indulge yourself in a uh, complimentary Bacardi cocktail. If you want to do an upcharge, you can have a Bacardi cocktail and food pairing uh, set up outside um and that looked really really cool though some of the dishes looked amazing and some of the cocktails that they were crafting looked delicious and then they of course they have a big 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 huge bacardi gift shop and that was cool there's a lot of cool items in there i'm laughing at it because the whole capitalistic uh you know let's give you the let's give you the cultural experience let's give you the history and because of the passion because of, and by the way can you buy a bunch of crap from us can't knock it what are you gonna do you all got to eat. They have an art museum. Who cares for me? Sorry. Any art fans out there, I'm not going to go to San Juan, Puerto Rico and, and walk around an art museum. No offense. Same thing with the Wildlife Museum. It's just a bunch of statues of animals. <laughs> it's, you know, zoo's one thing. You see the bear. You see the lion. You hear them roar. You can smell them. You can, you know. Uh, <laughs> to go to a wildlife museum and just look at a bunch of statues of bears that are not alive. I don't even think they're real stuffed bears. I think they're just statues. Not quite sure about that though. What else? Oh, the uh, Bacardi factory. If you want to just go there, you can go there. But in that regard, I would definitely say if you're going to do that, whether it's through uh, Shore Excursions Group or whether it's from the ship, whatever you do, I would say definitely do it through a third party. Don't just take a cab to the Bacardi factory because if you're going to do the tours, they'll set you up at the proper time there'll be a flow to it if you just show up i don't even know you may have to wait an hour or two for the next tour um and what's really cool is you traveling with a bunch of people from your ship and the driver is also a tour guide so you'll get a good amount of history about the island while you're driving if you're into that sort of thing which i absolutely am oh one thing i also left out you can also zip line in uh el yunque uh, rainforest it's some really really cool zip lining you could do it from multiple positions and if you want to see the rainforest uh with a bird's eye view and you want to zip across that rainforest absolutely can do that as well i uh forgot to mention that it was a really really cool place to zip line like i said i haven't zip lined i've never zip lined yet I plan on doing it. I was definitely going to do that one in Haiti if I was on that Royal Caribbean ship. Um, that really, really cool one that uh, shoots you across. Uh, you know, that was at one point it was the longest zip line in the world. I don't know if it still is, but you can zip line at the rainforest as well. So I recommend definitely doing that if zip lining is your thing because really, 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 really cool picturesque uh, views that you'll get. Let's talk some food. Let's talk about some food. In or around Old San Juan, we are never going to not go over the local cuisine when we're talking about any of these uh, ports of call. So uh, just a couple of them, a couple of the restaurants. Really in San Juan, what are you going to do? You're going to go to Morton Steakhouse if you're in San Juan. You're going to go have, you know, uh, you're going to go to Kentucky Fried Chicken. No, you're going to have the Mafango. And here are some of the places that are the more popular or the more highly, I guess, highly rated places that are that come recommended in San Juan. So you have Cafe El Punto. Uh, this is a place that's conveniently located. It's right near the f- fort. So if you're in or around the forts, uh, you, you should definitely, definitely check out Cafe El Punto. High, come, comes highly recommended, and it's got tra- traditional Puerto Rican fare. It's delicious. has a delicious mafangu, um, obviously a huge cocktail and drink recipe, and you're not going to go wrong by checking out that place. Rosa de Triana. Now, this place is cool because it's got good food. You know, obviously the drinks are flowing, but the ambiance is kind of cool because you're actually dining in a former jail. It's also very, very conveniently located to the forts. And if you're walking around and you stumble upon Rosa de Triana, absolutely check it out. You have a place called uh, aptly named Cafe Puerto Rico. They have a lot of vegan options for you to eat. And what they do there is also they offer a version of the uh, mafangu that doesn't involve plantains. It's got yuca in it. And uh, from what I hear, it's a nice little spin on that dish. They also have a place called Racy's. 
Racy's is what I would call the tourist trap. It's like the uh, San Juan Cheesecake Factory. It's probably the most uh, has the most notoriety. It's probably the mo- the place that's marketed the most. Uh, you can tell when you walk in there. They are wearing the old style gowns, you know, West Side Story days. So they're really, really going for the theme. And uh, they have a signature item. It's the uh, deep fried pork chop. Now I ate there, and <laughs> this place is. It was just decked out. It was a little too much. The prices were out of control. It's also one of the closer places to the cruise, uh, the cruise ship too. So, uh, you know, whether it's the marketing or whether it's just right, location, 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 I found it to be a little bit overrated. Also, you have these servers that are running around in these uh, elaborate costumes, and their personalities are just not matching the costumes, if you know what I mean. You know, oh, how you doing? We're happy to be here. You know, you're thinking they're festive because of what they're wearing, and really they're like, yes, what would you like to order? Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they're being forced to wear those outfits, and I don't know. It's just a little bit more of like a uh, theme, a typical USA theme restaurant where the participants are just, they just want to get their job done and go home. It wasn't bad. I'm not going to say it was bad, but I will say it was a little bit overpriced and the food didn't completely blow me away. Uh, You have Cafe Berlin, tons of vegan options at this place. Uh, You can get, they're pretty well known. A lot of people do go there just for the vegan options. You have a place called Panza. There's a woman there named Chef Yvonne, and she is just the type of person that can't stay in the kitchen. She makes sure that her product is where it's supposed to be, but she is consistently wanting to come out to the sales floor, speak to the guests, give that personal touch, uh, and, and what she's doing is pretty amazing. People are swearing by her down there that she's taking some of the most traditional Puerto Rican dishes and just taking and putting these spins on them that are out of control. Very inventive, very creative. That's uh, Chef Yvonne over at Panza. You also have uh, Aguavina. Aguavina is a little bit more of a hip kind of scene. Uh, you could almost kind of call it almost maybe like nightclub-y a little bit. It's like uh, the lights are a little bit dimmer. The music is a little bit maybe a little more contemporary. It's got a beautiful rooftop with a beautiful view. And uh, they have, they're really, really known for their ceviche there. Uh, the people say you got to try the ceviche there. And if you're thirsty, they got that watermelon sangria that people just can't get enough of apparently. And if you want a complete upscale experience and you want to do some fine dining, you don't mind waiting, you don't mind paying a little bit extra, word has it that a place called Marmalade is the spot. Very, very fancy type place, very, very creative, ambitious dishes. A couple of people said that they were, eh, you know, it was really good. Nobody said it was bad, but a couple of people questioned whether or not it was worth the uh, the song and dance of having to wait so long or having to pay extra. Uh, some people say they, they think you're paying for more of the reputation than the actual taste and state of the current menu. But you also hear that it is absolutely out of this world. So I would recommend it and you know see, see for yourself. But the best, what takes the cake as far as San Juan cuisine, is getting back to the original loop that I told you about that I did. The last time I did this, I decided that the loop I was going to take back to the ship was I was going to hug the shoreline. I think three of us were all walking back, and I think all three of us took different paths. Uh, man, you see what you see a lot of on, those, on that uh, lawn by uh, El Maro. Something about kites. People just, there's kites all over the place. You're probably going to go back next time. Next time I probably go back, you'll probably see a ton of drones. That's what I bet you'll see there. But the kites were running rampant. If I see some drones, it's just a prediction. Uh, I'm going to take a picture and I'm going to be like that guy. Yeah, I told you so. Drones, look, everywhere. (laughs) Whatever. So I uh, I think when you come on your way back, you hug the coastline. And what I came up as, as uh, where I came up, was a food truck slash bazaar flea market that was going on. I didn't know where I was going. I just knew I was hugging the line, hugging the coastline, and eventually if I kept going, I was going to hit the cruise ship and the cruise ship terminal and the little downtown area that was there. But right before I got to that area, there was an alley and there was a bunch of food trucks. And I remember we were researching this trip, and I think I'm saying it right when I say tripleta and i saw it we didn't know where it was we were walking around we were looking for it trying to find it all of my friends had ended up back at senior frogs for that one last nightcap we were talking about before we got back on the ship 
But I came across the tripleta truck, tripleta, 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 whatever the hell you however the hell you say it, and I ordered one. They gave me a sandwich that went from my elbow to my tip of my middle finger, and uh, I was like, "Damn, this looks good." Perfect. I could take a bite into it. I could eat half of it, and then I could bring the other half back to to them to try because they wanted to try it. Uh, that didn't happen. The whole thing went. Uh, ate the whole damn thing, and um, let's just say that changed the rest of my night. But going in, it was so good, so delicious. And I'm not even saying no. Listen, I'm not. I'm not saying it changed my night to where if you eat this thing, you're gonna be crapping your brains out. That's not the case. I'm saying. I ate the entire friggin' thing, and that you're probably not supposed to. And what it is is three meats. So that's what I guess the tray pleta is uh, three meats, and that is roasted pork, traditional ham, and I guess like a, like steak, like a cheesesteak steak, all put on. And then there's like a Swiss cheese, and then they douse it in like three sauces, like a like a ketchup, a mayo, not maybe not a mayo kind of screwing this up i don't know i'll look it's a tripleta i don't i forgot the sauces that were on it whatever it was i bit into it and it was heaven it was magical it was it was incredible it was almost as good as the experience uh floating around in st thomas and you know uh walking around in in el maro as well just that that sandwich alone was just i mean just incredible so we did that. I did that. We met back up with them. But I recommend finding that truck and ordering a tripleta. It is delicious. And that's about it for the food, which means that is about it for San Juan. At night, it's beautiful. The ship is lit up right in harbor. You can basically reach out and touch the ship. I walked up and down you know, the, the, the pier line for a little while. You could see a couple other ships. You see other bodies of uh, – you see other boats. You see other um, – there was a fireworks show when we were there. Sometimes there's live entertainment randomly on the street. Uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico is beautiful during the day. It's beautiful at night. If you want a beach, you can hit a beach and love to be, have beautiful beaches. But if you want a cultural experience, you can have that too. And you can stay busy, whether it's walking around and enjoying yourself and just taking in the sights, doing shopping or just sightseeing. Having a drink or having a bite to eat at one of the beautiful, real, local feel establishments that are around in the area. Or if you want to get adventurous and shoot out to the rainforest or out to the caves or who else. There's probably a ton of other places. Please, if you know of, this, of any other thing, that I, Bacardi, the Bacardi uh, factory, these are all places that are in the area between 45 minutes an hour and 15 minutes away. There's, there's so much to do. In, on this in this port and i highly highly recommend you taking a cruise that stops in san juan if you haven't done it already that's pretty much it that was a port profile of san juan puerto rico again i kind of did it off the cuff i did it on the fly it's been about 15 20 minutes prepping this uh it's mostly already it's like a steel trap up there in that mind of mine it's uh I already I already had most of the information, did a quick little brush up, and wanted to bring you everything that I know and some of the stuff that I looked up regarding the Port of San Juan. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks again so much for listening. Hey, do me a favor. Please, follow on Instagram, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. You will be my hero if you do so. Thanks again for listening. Always be booked. Bonus booked. Talk to you next time. There's a place. Where the boat is from, it takes away all of your big problems. You could worry, you could drive them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat is from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine on tree. And the drinks are cold, and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat is from, it takes away all of your big problems. You could worry, you could drive them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get